For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Jamie's Log, Progressive, The Harrington's Backyard, Day 4, 2.18 a.m. I've been camping outside the Harrington house for four days now, proving that Progressive has 24-7 protection. Mr. Harrington says I don't need to do this, since Progressive protects 24-7 is a pretty easy concept to grasp, but I'm going to stay and prove my point. Besides, there's a big tree branch over the roof, and I think it's planning something. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. This is Stacking the Box with NFL insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. It is the week two Sunday version of Stacking the Box. Matt Berteram, yours truly, Mark Carmen. Thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. If you like, subscribe, give a rating to the podcast. It is greatly helpful as we continue to try to be the best stack in the box this nation can possibly be. Verram, are you injured? Because everybody else is right now. You feeling all right over there? I'm emotionally injured, I think, <laughs> after just watching the carnage. Uh, it was really unbelievable. We're used to seeing injuries in the NFL, but th- it, it seemed like it all happened in the first like, hour of the day. It was just bizarre. It was one injury after the next. I mean, the Niners, my God, they did two what could be season-ending injury in like three plays. Yep, it, yep. it was just it was a very very weird unfortunate day of football for some guys and some teams. Solomon Thomas, Nick Bosa at the top of that list uh, yep. for the Niners, and I mean Jimmy Garoppolo stayed on the field, but who knows what that's going to look like? And then you got uh, the running backs getting dinged a little bit too, Raheem Mostert and, and Tevin Coleman. Uh, some people are saying like, was this because there wasn't a preseason? And I don't know, man. I, I'm looking more at that turf uh, that they're playing on in New York that perhaps having a little bit of a feel, which absolutely sucked for the Niners who are staying uh, at least somewhat close to New York and playing the Giants next week on the same damn field. Yeah, it's not great, right? I mean, it's not exactly what you're looking for if you're the 49ers. Um, I tend to say it's not the field. Because if it was the field, you'd see this stuff all the time in, in MetLife. And I, you don't. I, you, know, you don't. You don't see it all the time. It's not like, like Heinz Field notoriously is horrible turf, horrible grass. Um, you know, it was, of course, famously a disaster at Veterans Stadium in Philly for all those years. You had those ugly seams. I believe firmly that it, it is that they didn't have OTAs. They didn't have mini camps. You know, and, and look, yes, you're just running around in shells. But the reason I think it matters is guys, when you're not in the building at all for months and months on end, your physical fitness goes unchecked by your bosses. You you can cut corners if you want to. And I'm not sitting here saying that any of the guys got hurt today if that happened. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is there are certainly any like you're all human. If you're, you know, if you're in an office and your boss isn't there on a, you might act a little bit differently. But for the guys who got hurt, like a Nick Bosa who keeps himself in peak shape, right? Guys like Christian McCaffrey, the ankle. I don't think at all it was about that as much as it was about, look, there's no preseason games. 
you're not in game shape. You're not up to speed. In fact, when all those injuries happen, I actually had a, a, a major trainer in the NFL, not, not affiliated with a team, but a, a personal trainer who works with a lot of different players, reach out to me unsolicited and say, I told you that guys are going to get hurt through the first four weeks of the year. Speed, train, speed. You're just not ready otherwise. And so while people will point to maybe a lack of conditioning, I don't think it's necessarily because of a lack of effort. I think it's more just because, you know, guys just aren't quite ready to fire up what are like Ferrari engines of human bodies, and you're seeing these injuries happen. That makes sense. Um, just MetLife did put in a new field turf this summer, so that's yes, why it's, true, it's, true. it's that's why that's kind of under the microscope, which I do think – I mean, listen, I'm not a field turf expert, but if the players are complaining about it and it is brand new and you have seemingly half the team go down – I do wonder if that's a factor. And to your point, it's true. You cannot simulate the intensity of a game uh, in training camp. You have a real hard time doing it in the preseason, but I guess you have a better chance of doing it there. So, uh, look, Saquon uh, in particular, that injury against the Bears, it looked like he was pushing himself on the play before and and nearly caused himself to get hurt. And not. And then on the next play, he ends up blowing out his ACL, which I thought was interesting. Alleged, I mean, that's not 100% confirmed, but that's all the signs are pointing that that's what it's going to be for Saquon, which is really too bad. One of the best players in the league, uh, you know, huge, obviously, for the Giants. Uh, I, it just sucks. But uh, it just seemed like he was, to your point, Matt, trying to actually, you know, play a little bit faster perhaps than his body wanted to at that moment. He might disagree with that, but that's what it looked like to me. Well, again, like I, I really do believe, and you know, I wrote a big story on this going into the season for Fanside, and I talked to uh, you know, Bobby Strope in the story, who is Mahomes' trainer, among many others, uh, works down in Texas. Pete Barberito, who his, his performance system handles over 250 players, um, and, and they had different opinions. You know, Barberito thought that they'd be fine, that they, that they really wouldn't have an influx of injuries. Strobe felt differently, thought that they would, uh, you know, and, and talked to some other trainers as well on background for it. Um, and and uh, you know, there's never a consensus on those types of things, but there was a thought, you know, that look, when there was the lockout in 2011, it, it was a little bit of a different situation, but it was the last time we had an, an awkward off season, if you will. And guys came out and there were crazy amounts of torn Achilles and these non-contact injuries I just believe when, when you haven't played at a game speed, even if it's or a couple quarters, a game, what have you, like you might get in the preseason, it's so hard to rev up. Your body's not ready for it. You're not ready to take those hits from the side that maybe you're, you're ready for in October. It's really unfortunate. You hate to see all the injuries. The Drew Locke thing I thought was just completely – it was just an, you know, an accident. What are you going to do? It was, you just got hit weird. I don't right. think that, that wasn't a tendon issue. It didn't look like that just looked like – he was kind of stumbling toward the ground, and Bud Dupree was a clean hit, but he just crushed them. I, I think that happens no matter, you know, preseason or no preseason. But most of them are, are ligaments, or at least they appear to be. Yeah, and look, you're already playing NFL football here. We don't need uh, <laughs> extra reasons or extra circumstances for guys right. to be getting hurt. Right. The Drew Lock thing sucks for Denver. I think that is – I mean, we don't know how long he's going to be out, but it's – you would think it's going to be a little while. The Niners are looking around, and, and maybe Garoppolo won't miss all that much time. He stayed in the game for a long while. I mean, do you think – who do you think is going to be most impacted? The Giants, obviously, were dead beforehand, so uh, they'll still be dead. 
but yeah. this is going to have an impact, obviously. Who do you think is impacted the most? I got I to gotta say, I think it's the Niners. I mean, yes. It, and look, the caveat is if Locke's out for like two months or something, he's the quarterback of the team. So then, but if we don't know yet how long Locke's going to be out with what seems to be a shoulder or arm injury, the Niners are just besieged by injuries, man. I mean, you're talking at this point, Samuel's out another game at least. Uh, Sherman's out. Ford missed a game, and he's always had injury issues. Now Kittle. it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, now, now you've got, yeah, Kittle, right, sprained knee, right? He misses the yeah. game. Bosa's out now, what appears, I mean, they, they believe it's a torn ACL. You know, if he's out for the year, it's a huge loss. I mean, everybody else in the defensive line gets worse because you don't have to deal with Bosa, right? Solomon Thomas, it appears significant. The high ankle sprain for Garoppolo. Can he play through it? Can he not? We're going to find out. They play the Giants next week. Do they try to just win that game with Bethard? I don't know. Maybe they do. Or, or excuse me, Nick Mullins. Maybe they do so. Um, but the problem for the Niners is they're in a they're in a brutal division. That division takes no quarter. I mean, the Rams are 2-0. The Cardinals are 2-0. The Seahawks and Pats are playing right now. But you know, the Seahawks are up with four minutes going to third. Like they, they're on their way potentially here to 2-0. You are asking a lot of the Niners to even weather that storm for a month, if that's what – and with some of those guys, obviously, it'll be much longer. Yeah, we're doing this into the third quarter. Seattle's leading New England 21-17. It seems like uh, if I had to make a prediction, I think the Seahawks are going to pull away uh, and, and take this comfortably. But I, I, this is my first real watching uh, Cam and what he's doing in New England. They've, they've got it figured out, man. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but – it seems like Cam has a pretty good grasp of the offense from what I can tell. And there, I think Belichick's figured out, you know, he, he clearly knows what he has in him. New England's going to be a problem, man. They're not, I, I really think they will be. It's it, they, like, they like a problem, like, like they're going to be a playoff team or a problem. Like they're going to be in the Super Bowl. Problem like playoff team playoff. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's all I'm I saying. Mean, maybe, maybe that. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I think that's about as far as I take it. But okay, I'm just I'm giving them at least from what I can tell. And Buffalo looked great today. We'll get to the Bills in a little bit here. And I my prediction that Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Magic was going to be alive when the Dolphins would get a win did not quite work out. Although I was feeling pretty good about it all damn day long. It just didn't work out. Allen made some huge plays in the fourth quarter, but but um, I think New England's going to be right there with them. All right, let's make a prediction here. Do you think the the injury pandemic that we're in here will continue? Or as guys get up to speed here with more and more games, it's going to settle down. I think I agree with the trainer I was speaking to uh, over the course of the day via text. I think I think you're going to see it for a few more weeks. I do think it'll settle down and guys will you know, start to assimilate and, and so forth. But I think it's going to happen for a little bit more. And I hope it doesn't, of course. But I, I do think we're in for a little bit of a long year with injuries, especially in the beginning. Um, it's it's tough, man. It's a lot for these guys to come off the the, the plane and, and be ready to go when they didn't have any kind of practice time. They didn't play at all. And look, it, let's be real in camp. This isn't back in the day where it's two a days and and Buddy Ryan's dialing up blitzes on McMahon. Like, it's just not that. It's not that anymore. It's not <laughs> right. Like you're a Chicago guy. I mean, those stories are legendary. I mean, Buddy was literally trying to kill the offense as a defensive coordinator in training camp, you're going after them. Now it's like, look, you play patty cake and and you you go back to the huddle. I mean, that's essentially what you do when you wrap a guy up in in camp. It's funny that you bring up Buddy Ryan because I was doing the uh, Bears postgame show today uh, on on WGN radio and we got into that. I got into that with Hamp 
and asked him like, well, what was it? You know, what was training camp like? He's like, well, we were just pounding sleds. That's what we did. And, you know, we'd look over and there's the secondary and the linebackers and they're working on coverages and communication. They're not doing anything. So I would scream at them like, you guys going to do anything over there as I'm, you know, me and we're just crushing sleds because, you know, that, that's, that's what defensive linemen did. And Buddy came over to me, he's telling the story and said, hey, uh, Big Rook, hey, Big Man, fourth quarter, when you need to win a football game, toughest job in football is to get to the quarterback. That's why you're doing this is there's a reason. So keep your mouth shut and keep hitting that sled there, big boy. And <laughs> Hamp was like, okay, I got it. That's, you know. Turned into the Hall of Famer. It worked out. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. All right. Uh, let's go into the future and let's look at our 2-0 and teams. Who are you selling and are you buying any 0-2 teams? Let me pull up the standings here so we can just get everybody up to speed. Um, your two and O's are as follows: the Buffalo Bills are two and O, as are the Ravens, the Steelers, the Titans, the Chiefs, the Green Bay Packers, Chicago Bears, um, and as we're taping right now, Arizona and the L.A. Rams are all two and O. Who you? Anybody you selling on that two and O? I'm selling the Bears, man. I apologize. You, I, I, dick. I can't, I, I'm sorry. What, are, like, what is happening? You know, for one half of football, Trubisky looked like an NFL quarterback. And then he was Trubisky all over again in the second half. He's looked like an NFL quarterback three of the eight quarters he's yes. played this year. Yes. Like, just like mind-numbing, ridiculous picks. And by the way, Nagy, he is so lucky that Bobby Massey has hands. Because <laughs> for anyone who didn't watch the games, I'm assuming is most people. Third, the Bears, correct me if I'm wrong, they were up 17 nothing, correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay. They were up 17 nothing. 17 13. Yeah. And the Bears have third and one, at like around the Giants' 40 yard line, 35 yard line. They don't run for some reason, I'll never understand. And Trubisky throws some duck of a pass that gets just, just completely rejected. And then they go to fourth and one, and he fires like horrific pass. It somehow they batted around and like that the Bears right tackle finds it. It was and fourth and two at, at at the Giants 36. The Bears decided go. to go for it. Trubisky's pass was intended for Jimmy Graham, it was deflected by Blake Martinez, who knows Trubisky and company well because he played in the North last year for the, the pa- for the for the Packers. So and then it bounces miraculously into the arms of Bobby Massey first down. So to make it worse there, just to go at your, your Matt Nagy, it, this guy continually tries to prove Matt Verderam. At least it seems to me that he's the smartest guy in the room. It's not a good quality. I mean, I, on first and 10 at that point, they had a chop block on one, one of the offensive linemen, German Afadi. So it's first and 25. He runs it with David Montgomery, second-year uh, player out of Iowa State, who played great today. Yep. He, he runs for 24 yards, second and one. Um, I forget what they did on second down, but then on third down and then on fourth down, he just decides, let's put Trubisky in the shotgun, as if he has a good quarterback. <laughs> Look, what, man. What, what are you doing, dude? Under center and hand it off. I like Nagy more than you, but holy hell, dude. Run the ball. If You, you know what? If you can't get a yard on two tries against the Giants, give it up. Right. Just give it up. Right. Give it up. And you stink. Know your come personnel. On. Don't none of your Matt Nagy fun plays. Jeez. I mean, come on. Yeah, it was, it was not good. 
It was so, not good. They so were our, very fortunate how that turned out. Yeah, I mean, well, the Bears are the obvious sell on the two and O's. I mean, I, 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 first of all, Green Bay uh, continues to look good. Although right. the Bears are a little bit more of a buy right now when you look at what Progressive presents today's to do list for your dog. Check front door. Check window. Check other window. Rest chin on ground. Look into distance. Bark for no reason. Check front door. Check window. Check other window. Your pet has a very busy schedule, so it's up to you to make sure they're protected. That's why Progressive Car Insurance covers your pets for up to $1,000 if they're ever in a car accident with you. Chase shiny ball. Lose shiny ball. Find shiny ball. Eat shiny ball. Get coverage for your pets with anti-auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with a purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. What's going on in Minnesota? I think the Vikings are in deep, deep trouble. Yeah. I, I put them as my buy it on to, but I got to tell you, it's only out of default. Because I just think the rest of those teams are totally shot. The Vikings look awful. I mean, Kirk Cousins today, what the hell was that in right. Indianapolis? Right. Indianapolis' defense stinks, okay? Like, let, let's just call it what it is. Their defense stinks. And Cousins goes out there and is 11 to 26 for a buck 13 with three picks. Are you kidding me? I mean, their yeah. quarterback could have thrown left handed and had a better game than that. Yeah. That's awful. So I am actually, if, to, to be very honest, I'm not buying any of these all two teams. I think they all stink. I, the, I, but the Vikings, I put there only because they do have talent and they've been a playoff team before under Zimmer. So that would be the only team I'd kind of give a shit. Like the, the, the Falcons, no team has ever been deader than the Falcons. I, you can st- I don't care. Stick a fork in them. Don't talk to me about the Falcons ever again. That team is so done after that loss. I, I, they got a winter's nap. It's funny that you say that because I was gonna if I was gonna pick somebody, I'd take Atlanta. Now no. they well, hold on a second. They were they absolutely positively should have beaten Dallas. They didn't, but they should have. They played Seattle fairly tough too. They've got the Bears next week, one and two. Oh, they got to go to Green Bay. That's tough. But then you got Carolina, the Vikings, the Lions, the Panthers, the Broncos. Atlanta could get back in here. Yeah, I, I understand. They also have four games left in New Orleans and Tampa, which is immediately a six-loss situation. They could split with the Bucs. I, I hear where you're coming from. I mean, I'm, you're looking dude, for an 0-2. They I, can't I, play I, any defense. Like, none. I mean, uh, holy hell. 40 points to Dallas. Like Dallas is a really good offense. Don't get me wrong. You're up. Like, what was it at one point? 39, 24, with like six minutes left. I mean, how do you, how in God's name do you lose again? The Cowboys turned the ball over three times and had two, two fake failed, uh, uh, failed fake punts. And still, I know we're, we're getting off topic, but my God, we're not. Be, what a train wreck. Okay, so I'm taking the Falcons at 0 and 2, and you're taking the Vikings at 0 and 2. We, we, uh, right? I'm not thrilled about it, but yes. Okay, well, we mark it down September the 20th. Carmen went Falcons, Verderam went with the Vikings. We'll see how it plays out uh, at some point this season. Let's go to Josh Allen, who Matt Verderam has never been a fan of. But, hey, another big day for Allen. I, I think you're about to give Josh Allen some credit, are you? I am. I am. He, he played well. Like, I thought the Jets game – was a little misleading because he had the two fumbles that, to me, against a good team are like a major problem. By the way, I should say 24 of 35, yes. 417 yards, four touchdowns, quarterback rating of a preposterous 147, QBR 93.3. Uh, it was a big day for Josh Allen. Hey, look, he had four completions of over 38 yards. If you do that, you're going to have a big day. And by the way, holy 
back to Minnesota. Stephon Diggs is making Buffalo look like they're going to the Super Bowl. Eight catches, yeah. day 153 yards. Well, how the that look that looks real good. Uh, yeah, no, listen, they, they look good. They're two and zero. I think I think Allen's done a nice job. I really do. I think he's played better. He's he's minimized. I mean, he hasn't thrown a pick yet this season, which you got to be happy about if you're if you're the Bills, of course. Um, they play the Rams on Sunday. I'm really curious to see how that plays. I mean, not because I think he's going to tank or anything, but they're just a much better team than the Jets and the Dolphins. Like, where are the Bills as a team? We're going to find out a little bit more, I would think. Because as a team, the only concern I have with the Bills is two times now, they have had bad teams down, and they've let them back in. And the Jets, not as much. They never became a real tight game. But like, Miami, that was a real game in the fourth quarter. Like, that – That Yeah, that, that does – That's a that little means- concerning. Like, the Jets suck, and Miami's not good, so correct. Miami's not good, and, like, you can't really put these teams away with a defense that I think is very good. But that doesn't worry me that much. I think the defense will square it away. Allen's been very good. And you know what? Look, he's got all the tools. Nobody's ever denied that. The question has been, can he be accurate, and can he minimize what are his disastrous plays? For, through two games, other than a couple fumbles, he has done so. Give him credit. They've played well. I, I've all I've said the whole offseason I think they're they're gonna win the division and I still do. I, I like watching him. I'm in on Josh Allen just for the sheer look, he, he can move. The arm strength as you're just uh, underlining is there. He's got more talent around him. So uh yes, to the to answer the question, Josh Allen is most definitely finding his footing in, in Buffalo. Uh let's let's go out to the Chargers land and Justin Herbert got an opportunity today, stepped in. It was an incredibly entertaining game with the Chiefs and Herbert made some big-time throws, one particularly uh, – well, big time's a little tall. But he made a good throw uh, to the left corner of the end zone for a touchdown. Yep. Um, so, where, what did you think of the rook, Matt Ferdinand? I thought he was solid. I thought he was very solid. Uh, I, I watched, obviously, the whole game and played Kansas City. I didn't, I didn't think he was great. Like, I don't want to go too overboard because some – you look at the numbers, you're, wow, 22, 33, 311 – some of that was a little misleading. He threw a ton of swing passes early in the game that the Chiefs just couldn't tackle anybody. And then there was like a play at the end of the half where it was a Hail Mary situation. They threw underneath for like 35 yards. So it was a little bit of, of a bloated line, but I was mostly impressed with it. He had a little mobility to him. He, other than the one pick that he threw, which I do think was the turning point of the game, but other than that, I thought he he made good decisions by and large. It wasn't like... He threw four balls that should have been picked, and they were dropped. That wasn't the case. Uh, I thought he played well. I'll be very blunt. He exceeded my expectations. Uh, and I know Anthony Lynn's talking about, oh, you know, we're going to have to go back to Tyrod when he's held. Why? Like, what, what reasoning is there? Tyrod Taylor is a good backup. He is a lousy starter. I thought Herbert more than earned another start. And, and obviously, look, he's the future anyway. I mean, the future might as well be now in Los Angeles. Well, that that is the win for me from a – if I'm sitting there from a Charger standpoint, we got a rookie in there. He wasn't supposed to play today. He played earlier. He got in against the favorite to win the Super Bowl, and we ended up in an overtime game where the Chargers, sure, they didn't score in overtime, but they had a chance, obviously had a chance to win, and that was the greatest kicking performance in the history of kicking by Harrison Butker, who's drilling 53 yarders and penalties are being called. So he's got to move back five more yards. He's hitting another 58 yarder. Oh, there was a timeout chargers called timeout to ice him. And then he hits the 58 yarder again to win it. 
So that was, I mean, I, I just think overall a good experience. Cam Newton, by the way, just threw a touchdown pass as we're doing this podcast with the fourth quarter going here. It's going to be a four-point game. Seattle 28, New England 24. Unless they're, ah, they'll probably go for two here. Anyway, but uh, look, I, I, I mean, look, the Chiefs aren't built on their defense, but I think it was a great day for him to get on the field, and he did well. He should be feeling really good about himself tonight. Absolutely he should. You know, like, I, it, like, it's a hard loss if you're the Chargers. You were winning that whole game. They were knocking the hell out of Mahomes. I, I'll say one thing for the Chargers. They can play defense. Like, I have watched every snap of Mahomes' career, and I got to tell you, they beat the hell out of him. I mean, the only other time I can think of him getting hit that hard consistently was in the Super Bowl. They, they beat him up. The, the reason that game changed was the same reason the Super Bowl changed. They got tired, and they couldn't get home anymore. And once that happened, and Mahomes had a couple seconds in the pocket, he, he torched them. But I mean, it was at one point, Mahomes was nine to 20 for 60 yards. They ended up going over for 300 because he's him. But that was, that was he, he a made, hard game. Yeah. I mean, I, I was watching some of that game. And when I, what I was seeing, he was making big plays when they absolutely had to have him. They didn't get the two point conversion, by the way, 28 23. Um, Seattle, New England. You're right. And I'll just say, look, he made one incredible throw to Tyree Kill for a touchdown. 54 yards mm-hmm. on the run. And the play that'll get lost is when they were down by three as they were going into the final minute of the fourth quarter. They took the a run penalty. They were down, it was a third and 20. Runs down the middle of the field. And, and, that was great. and he picks up 21 yards. I mean, it's just the, the, the intellect of Patrick Mahomes is what gets lost because everybody sees the arm and the swat. Like, he's brilliant on the football field. And that was the, the game-changing play in a lot of ways. He also had one play where he ran for – maybe they needed three yards and extend the football. There was not, It was a very tight window going to the sidelines, and he, and he was able to get it uh, for a second there. I didn't think he was going to – the, the dude knows how to win football games, for lack of a better way of putting it. But, Justin Herbert, congratulations. You were, you were impressive. How impressive? I don't know. You were impressive. You get the, you get the I-M-P-R-E-S-S-I-V-E. I'm not giving you an very. I'm not giving you an over the top, but I'll, you get impressive. What do you think about the Titans in the AFC South? Two and zero now. Tennessee are they the best team in the division? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I know the I know the Colts came back and rebounded from their loss, and they you know they played well. But I mean, right now, geez, uh, give credit where it's due. Tennessee. Now, let's not go too crazy. Week one, they eked out a win in Denver. Although I would argue that was in spite of themselves. I mean, they, they missed four kicks in that game. And they still managed to to handle business and went on the road against a team that a lot of people like quite a bit this year. I was ultra impressed. I really was. Like I, I thought today, you know, Jacksonville, they're probably going to fade as the season goes on. They're a game team right now. Like Jacksonville's playing hard, and Minshew, by the way, is playing really well. Tannehill good, man. There, he's, he's playing well, man. He's he really is. Tannehill averaged ten yards a throw today, four touchdowns. 239, they, they couldn't even run the ball. They, like, normally, Tannehill plays well because they can play action. Everybody expects it. You know, Henry's going to get the ball. Henry had 25 carries for 84 yards. That's peanuts for him. I was impressed. Now, do I think Tennessee's on the level of a Baltimore, of a Kansas City, of a Pittsburgh? No, I don't. But I think Tennessee is good enough that they, they could be a factor come January, where, like they were last year, frankly, where they could beat a team on the road you don't expect them to, what have you. I think Bravel's done a nice job there. I do think they're the best team. Look, we're not even really touch on them much in this this whole thing. Houston's a friggin' disaster. 
I, I understand they had the hardest possible start with the Chiefs and the Ravens. Like Bill O'Brien's going for it on his own 34-yard line. Early. Like, what are you doing? Like, just play football. Punt the ball. You guys stink. Like, stop trying to steal possessions when you're backed up at your own 34-yard line. Against a team, by the way, that if they get the ball there, they're scoring. Like, it's just ridiculous. So, yeah, I, I don't see anybody who's going to threaten them. I mean, Indy, maybe. Like, Rivers today, though, another pick in the red zone. Yep. It's, it's unending. It's unbelievable. Like, how many times is he going to throw that pick? Apparently, every game for the rest of his career. Well, a couple things on Tennessee. I think I don't think people realize – I don't. I, I barely realize that Ryan Tannehill uh, led the NFL in quarterback rating last year at 117.5. Yep. Does anybody know that? Because I, I feel like no one knows that. So give him give him props on what he's doing today uh, against Tennessee. If you're if you're buying the Titans or looking to maybe even sell the Titans, the Jaguars they they crushed them as far as total yardage, four eighty to three fifty four. I mean, Jacksonville almost had five hundred yards today, and Gardner looked great again. Um, so there's all of that. But you know what? When you win a football game. When you get outplayed against a red-hot quarterback, that does say something for you. And, and Tannehill, incredibly efficient once again. I, let me just say something about Gardner Minshew real quick here, yes. Matt. Gardner Minshew sat with us at the Super Bowl this year. He was the most likable, easygoing guy ever. He mocks one of the uh, Jacksonville reporters who couldn't get his name right, which is flat-out hysterical. So he, starts, he, start, he calls him Bob or Bill or Sam. Whenever the guy addresses him, it's just kind of a running joke. So he's just this humble, fun, talented dude. And I really get boiled up around him because he met with the damn Bears. He thought he was coming to Chicago. But for some reason, Ryan Pace could find it anywhere before the sixth round in Jacksonville to pick him when he had Mitchell Trubisky as his quarterback. A lot, there's a ton of teams that are looking at how the hell do we let Minshew get to the sixth round in Jacksonville? Because he's making people forget their quarterback situation very quickly. The guy's good. Listen, I'll say this, and I think you've well said. If Gardner Minshew wasn't a sixth-round pick and he was the 20th overall pick. Yeah. Who the hell would be talking about? Is he the guy? Is he not the guy? He's completing 75% of his throws. He's already thrown six touchdowns this year on Jacksonville. Like, they have Doug Marone as a head coach and nobody around them, and he's, he's playing great football. Okay. I, I'm actually writing about this in my column a little bit this week. It goes up tomorrow on Monday morning. If Gardner Minshew was a top 20, top 30 pick, nobody – I mean, look at my God. Right now, straight up, who would you rather have, him or Drew Locke? Oh, it's not close. So in the contest, but like Locke was picked with the 40th pick. And so everybody gets all up in a, in a tizzy. Like you would take Minshew in a heartbeat. It's not even a contest. It's, look, Minshew can play, man. Yeah. Minshew can play. It's going to be very interesting. If Jacksonville's not good and they get a high pick, what's going to happen? Because Jacksonville, if they trade him, like he's, they're going to get a lot for him. And some teams are going to get a really good young quarterback. And if they trade out of the spot, I mean, people are going to be guessing on it forever, whether or not they should trade Trevor Lawrence or whatever. That's another conversation for another day. Minchu has played very well. Uh, let's go to our in and out, in or out, excuse me, not in and out, in Thinking or burgers? out. Uh, maybe. Could have something else on my mind too. Yes, burgers. In or out. The Jets, we got four topics for you as we always do. The Jets will win at least two games this season. I don't know if they're going to win two games in the next two seasons. I'm out. They suck. Go ahead. Also, want to be out, but 
history. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. You know me, I'm a huge football fan, but it can be stressful for us super fans. So Progressive is going to help take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how your team threw the wrong ball on the wrong net, just think about how Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Well, hope this distraction about Progressive's Home Court Explorer was helpful. It sure helped me from stressing about my team for a bit. Anyway, go sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. He says they'll win two games somewhere. But God, they stink. I'll say this, and I'm not somebody who really is ever in favor of firing a coach early in the year. They should, cl- they should can that clown tonight. I mean, just move on and be done. He is a disaster. And you know what? You know, look, he's an example of when people talk about, like, privilege and whatnot. What the hell has Adam Gase ever done to be a head coach in the NFL? Ever. He basically was in the right place in the, at the right time in Denver when Manning was the quarterback. And Gase was just handing him the football and was a quarterback's coach. He he and made then, Jay he made Jay Cutler good for one season. That would then, be like God, yeah, I, yeah. And how how good was that? And then he goes <laughs> and then he goes to Miami, and they stink to high heaven for most of his time there. And, and by the way, he did not revive uh, Cutler in Miami. And then he somehow <laughs> no. gets a job like immediately with the Jets. Like why? What has he ever done? He stinks. They should move on, but I am in on two wins because, I mean, let's face it, two wins, it's pretty hard not to win two games in the NFL. All right. I got the Jets winning one game this year. Mark that one down also on September the 20th. Uh, Arizona, they will compete for the NFC West. The Cardinals are 2-0, and and if you're scratching your head wondering who did the Arizona, who the, who the Cardinals beat, and if you're wondering. Washington, sir. Yeah, they beat Washington and they beat the Niners. But, you know, it was a d- 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 decent win on week one. And, um, hey, the Washington football team, they were 1-0 coming into today. So, I, you can make a – and Kyler Murray, uh, what you know, another interesting Kyler Murray performance, 26-38, 286 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Not perfect, but certainly enjoyable to watch. I'm in. I don't think they're going to win the division, but I think they're going to be a playoff team. And and you and I we've been talking about it all year. I they've been my sleeper team. They're they're good, man. Like they I don't know defensively. Defensively, it scares me with them. I I do think at some point here that defense is going to catch up to them a little bit because they have some really good players. But they also have a lot of youth and a lot of inexperience and some some bridge players uh, and starting roles. They're a good team. Like Murray can play. They got weapons. Kingsbury's a good head coach. And I'll be the first to admit, man, when they hired him, I was like, oh, God. Like, that's such a – like, we want to hire, hire Sean McVay, but we can't hire. He's been good. He's been good. They've done a nice job. Like, I, I think the Cardinals are going to be a problem. I don't – like I said, I'm not picking them to go to the Super Bowl. I think Seattle ends up winning the division by a game or so. But I think Arizona's a legitimate, like, 10 win. You don't want to see them in January type team. It, it's still weird for me to watch Kyler Murray play like one play today. He's rolling out. He's, uh, he's just so little. Oh, but, dude, I saw him at the combine. I, I don't care what they say they measured him at. 5'8 with lifts. But the man can play? Yeah, uh, yeah and he ran for two touchdowns today, too. I, didn't, I should have mentioned that at the start here. Throw, throwing for 286 yards. And the, the running touchdowns, it's like, who the hell is ever going to tackle that guy? He's just... I mean, the, the cuts, they're, they're really fun to watch. Uh, I'm in. Why not? Arizona, NFC West. The, the Niners are going are gonna to scuffle here. 
let's 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 have a really entertaining season in the desert. Why not? Arizona, I'm in. Uh, the Green Bay Packers are going to avoid a regression in or out. Green Bay is two and zero for a second. It looked like they might lose to the Lions today, but that ended real fast. If the standard is that they're going to go thirteen and three, then I'm out because I just think that that's a very hard record to attain. If the standard is that they're going to win the division and be a factor in the NFC playoffs, no, I don't think they're going to regress at all. I, I mean, they they destroyed Minnesota and Detroit's first two weeks. Now I get it; like Minnesota looks terrible, Detroit's Detroit. The Packers to- are running the ball like crazy. Rodgers looks motivated as hell. I watched that Packers game live today. Let me tell you something. Other than Adams, they could have you and me on the outside. I mean, they can't catch. Lazard can't catch the ball. Valdez Scantling can't catch half the time. They have no tight ends, and it doesn't matter. Like, they're running the ball like crazy. Their defense is at least adequate. I don't think they'll go 13-3. I do think you could start printing up the the North banner right now. I don't think anybody's touching them in that division. Uh, So, I'm I'm in in terms of I I think they're going to avoid – falling out of favor. I think they're going to be right there, second, third week of January, maybe even beyond. Devontae Adams, though, he was questionable to return today with a hamstring injury. I don't know how – that's a big – Yes, they can't have him out for an extended period of time. And those type of injuries, they never heal, man. It's hard to take a break in the middle of an NFL season to actually get it back. Um Let's see, he, he suffered a hamstring injury, came back, suffered the same injury again. Um, I don't know, man. I don't, that, 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 that's concerning. But as far as the division, I expect them to kill the, the Bears twice, or at least beat them. Uh, kill once, beat, tw- beat twice. And I don't know. who they, They've already beaten Minnesota. They beat Detroit at home today, but, I mean, home doesn't even matter anymore. I, I, I don't know. Regression? Is 12-4 and four regression? If it is, then I think they'll regress. But I, I don't see them falling out of faith. Yeah. I think they're going to be a very good team. I, I'm going to say it's, they, will, I, I, they are going to avoid an aggression. I'm, I'm, I'm in. They're, they, they absolutely are not going to regress. Uh, the Chiefs have legitimate problems defensively, in or out? Uh, in from the standpoint that the linebackers can't cover anybody. But it should be noted that they couldn't cover anybody last year, and it didn't stop them. So I'm in in that regard. I'm, I will say this, though. You know, I see Chief fans freaking out about them defensively. They're missing like half their starters right now. Breland suspended. Pinnell suspended, although he now comes back after this week. Ward has a broken hand. Source tells me he's not expected to be out long term. He missed one week. Maybe he, he could potentially be back week three. They'll, they'll see. It's kind of a day-by-day thing on how the hand feels. Um, you know, Frank Clark missed half the game against the Chargers today with an illness. Uh, they're just they're missing a lot of guys. I mean, they really are. Juan Thornhill's come back, so I, I think in specific, I mean, because the linebackers are not good, but overall, I don't think that unit's going to be their hindrance. I think that unit will be fine. I think they'll end up being a top half of the league unit, and with that offense, that's going to be plenty. We'll do two topics here, Matt. Before we go, uh, number one, what do we learn today about Tampa Bay? Uh, Brady gets his first win. A lot of, you know, he played well, uh, you know, last week through a couple of picks. Today they beat the Panthers 31-7. to He led four touchdown drives, 23-35, th- by the way, uh, 217 yards and a touchdown. He's now 49-13 and coming off a loss. I was very confident that Tom would come out and get a win this week. You were too. Did, you, did we learn anything about the Bucs today? Yeah, they're fine. They're fine. 
I thought they let the Panthers hang in a little bit too long. I do think that defense can be had. Bridgewater was carving them up pretty good. I don't think they're an elite team right now. I don't think they're as good as Green Bay or Seattle or New Orleans. Um, but they're, they're fine. And they're going to get better as the year goes on. Brady's going to assimilate to the team. He's 43 years old. He'll be okay. You know, but he's not the kind of guy who's going to get this point coming in throw 50 touchdowns. It's just not where he's at at this point in time. Um, but, yeah, we both expected they'd bounce back and they'd play well and they'd win, and they did. So now they go to Denver where they might draw Jeff Driscoll, and I firmly expect them to be 2-1, and, one, and, and New Orleans is going to feel like a distant memory. How should Cowboy fans feel tonight? You're down 39-30. You think you're going to be 0-2, and you miraculously – get an onside kick and you come through in the end, Jerry Jones is hugging everybody at a, I, however many people were at Cowboy Stadium. I, was, I wasn't um, sure if I was hearing cheers from the fans or if it was piped in noise. I couldn't tell. But whatever, it was a big win for Dallas. I think you're relieved, but you got to be concerned. That's the second week in a row. I, I get it. The Rams look like they're a pretty good team. The Cowboys have not played well. I mean, let, let's just let's just call it what it is, okay? Now, I know they're banged up. I get it. They're missing a million guys today. Tyron Smith was out. They're missing, you know, Van Der Esch and Sean Lee and on down the line, Lyle Collins. They get all that. They've not played well. Offensively, I'm not worried about them. Defensively, they stink. Right now, they stink. Now, that could get better, but right now, they're not good defensively. Atlanta went in there and just threw the ball all over the place. They couldn't get off the field. They're blowing coverages like crazy. Uh, you know, and then, and then McCarthy right now would be the most concerning thing. All these like these weird, like fake ponds, these odd calls on third down, like stop trying to be the smart, like you said about Nagy, stop trying to be the smartest guy in the room. If you're the Cowboys now, the one thing that you feel great about the division stinks. That division stinks to high heaven. I mean, the Eagles are a disaster and the other two teams forget about it. So if you're Dallas, I mean, in that regard, you feel like, Hey, look, we win nine, 10 games for, going to win the division but you are concerned you are concerned you have not played well and now you go to seattle on sunday not going to be an easy game yep all right by the way just going back to our uh inner outside with green bay uh aaron jones he thinks the packers are better this year by the way and uh that that lambo leap that he did with no fans that was outstanding that was hilarious. The way yeah. to go, buddy. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, that was great. All right, let's let's wrap up with what's going on in the life right now, as we always do. And thank you so much for listening to Stack in the Box. Please give a rating, tell a friend. Five stars are preferred. Thank you so much. Uh, I heard you had a birthday, perhaps, in the old uh, household there? Not yet, but we have two next weekend. Uh, my wife, her birthday is on a Sunday. And the queen, my wonderful little daughter there, turns three years old on uh, – excuse me, I had them reversed. Uh, Stephanie, my wife, turns <laughs> turns a number I won't say uh, on Saturday, and Maisie turns three on Sunday. So uh, the back-to-back days, I always I always mix them up in my head. But, uh, yes, yeah, so we're going to have a, a big party at the house uh, with, with people uh, that are, you know, just, just family members, not going too crazy. You know, maybe a dozen people or so that are, uh, you know, respectable individuals I, I trust aren't going to get us all sick. But uh, it'll be nice. It'll be fun. We'll have a cake. It'll be, you know, a good time. And, and uh, Maisie will be thrilled to. She'll get gifts and attention. So I cannot believe she is three. It is, it is scary and yet very cool at the same time. So uh, happy birthday to the queen, who will have one more week of being two uh, and then a big party. That's, that's awesome. Happy birthday, Maisie, from Uncle Mark. Um, I would just like to wrap up the podcast 
with uh, some thank yous to the city of Chicago, who on my street where you could park uh, overnight and leave a car there for weeks on end, they've now put up these placards that you could park there during the day, but you can't park there between 11 p.m. and 5 a.m. for no reason other than the fact that they're trying to tow cars and make money for a city that's broke. And Mark Carmen has now forgotten his car there twice, Matt Berteram. And that's about 250 bucks a shot each time you do it. Actually, it's 275 a shot, $100 ticket, 175 to get the car back. So I'm 550 into the city. And, uh, you know, because I make the big bucks here at Fanside, and I was fortunate enough to be able to get my car out this morning. But there's nothing worse than waking up at five in the morning and then thinking to yourself, where's my car? Oh, my God. And then just putting on, running out the door in your boxers uh, and, and, and your shoes and hoping that, that you were lucky that they didn't tow that night and then just seeing it's not there and then getting in an Uber in a pandemic to go get your car. It sucks. But then I get there. This, this is going to turn slightly serious. You know, it's just, it's really sad that in our society, you got people coming there and they can't afford to get their car out and they've got their possessions in there and they're just asking they, so they can go and get their possessions. So, and then the car is just gone because that's, that's the way it is. And, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, you would think that maybe a city would take care of its people. But since the city we live in is broke, that's not what's happening. And that sucks. Yeah, so. That's awful. I'll say this. Uh, I, I now I, I live for all intents and purposes for people living national or listening from national areas, like I'm in the suburbs, essentially Chicago. Um, I lived there though for you know, four years plus, and you know Chicago is this horrible rap nationally, like it's just crime infested city. It was really like most of Chicago is awesome. I love Chicago, um, but when we were living, my wife and I were living in a, in a third story. Uh, pen, uh, penthouse, yeah, right. Uh, condo. Um, I left my bike one night out on the street and it was just chained, it was, it was locked up to a fence. It's about 11 o'clock at the windows open. It's like August, right? And I start hearing this banging on the fence. I'm like, what is going on? Oh, yeah, you can't put it on the fence. That's not going to work. Right. I look out the window and there's this kid, probably about 16 years old, and he's swinging an axe. At the, at the lock, right? So it was one of those things you don't even think about it. I was like, oh, son of a bitch. You know, so I, I ran out and same deal, like boxers in a T-shirt, went running outside, nothing, like no like weapon, right? Just, just me, started screaming at the kid, ran after him. Thankfully, <laughs> he ran away. And then I got about a block and a half chasing this kid and then realized He's got an axe. Like, I've got nothing. If this kid turns around, I'm dead or, or seriously impaired. Right. Thank God he took off. And, yeah, listen, man, the kid probably needed the bike a hell of a lot more than me. I'm not excusing it. What he did was, was wrong. But, I mean, I'm, like, running and running and running. And it was like the light bulb went off, and I hit about Richmond Avenue. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If this kid turns around, right. I'm in serious trouble. Uh, but yeah, you know, hey, listen, Chicago, like every city, can be an interesting place at times. But yeah, that's that's uh, not, they, they shouldn't be doing that. Jamie's log, progressive, the Harrington's backyard, day 11, 4 43 a.m. The tent I set up in the Harrington's backyard to prove progressive as 24 7 protection has a rip in it, but a little rain won't stop me. Mrs. Harrington said she totally understands 24 7 protection means 24 7. Gonna stay a few more days to make sure it's hailing now. That's fun. 
Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. No, no, no they, they shouldn't. And you are the first guy that I've I've uh, gotten to do a podcast with, Matt, that uh, has had an axe swinging around at his bike. That's that's That feels like it's straight out of a movie. By the way, Russell Wilson just threw a touchdown as we wrap it up here. The Seahawks are up 34 to 23 with 432 to go. Do you remember the spread on this one, Matt? The Seahawks were uh, a five-point favorite to kick. Five-point favorite to kick. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you again for listening to Stack in the Box. We'll see you on Wednesday. Uh, great to be with you in week two. Uh, any final thoughts, Vernon Nope. Thank you so much. Please rate, subscribe, and uh, don't just tell one friend. Tell them all. Tell every tell, single one of them. T- tell every damn friend you got. We'll see you next time. You probably know Progressive Insurance for insuring your home and auto. You may know Flo and Dr. Rick. But what you may not know is that Progressive helps employees support over 3,800 charitable organizations annually because we're committed to helping our employees, and our employees are committed to helping others. Anyway, we just wanted to share. We were a little too proud of it to keep it to ourselves. And if you already knew all of this about us, you've either heard this radio spot before or just randomly know a lot about Progressive. Find out more about how we're dedicated to our customers and communities at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates based on data from May 2020 through April 2021. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.